Super Slack Podcast. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Super Slack Podcast. Uh, welcome, or thank you for joining us for to this uh, special episode. It's the that one had finale. some energy on it. It did. I was like, holy yeah. yeah. This is the season three finale. We've reached the end. It's gone by really fast. Honestly, this year went by faster than last year. It did. Uh, Which scares me. This has been like... This has spanned the entire duration of COVID. Yeah. I'm amazed it hasn't fallen apart. (laughs) You can basically call this podcast the COVID Diaries. The COVID Files. The COVID Files. Because we've uh, documented every step of the way, pretty much. Damn near. But we have not really talked about COVID. (laughs) Like, almost at all. We had a couple episodes, but yeah. Yeah, towards the beginning, and then... When it was getting... When it was hot, hot. And then once we realized it was just part of everyday life, it's... Whatever. Yeah. You know, I don't want to get into conspiracy theories and shit, so... <laughs> we already did that episode. Right. Uh, but in this episode, we talk about our favorite films and songs of 2022, and uh, just a couple things that got us excited throughout the year, and um, a couple of little hints at our future. Yeah. So, that. Please enjoy episode 202. 102. Two, one, 102. We're not there I'm yet. way ahead. Every time I do stuff, I get really philosophical. Oh, 100%. I'm like, well, more when I'm drunk than when I'm high, but it happens oh, okay. when I'm high, too. I'm sure my wife thinks I'm, like, have my head up my own ass. Yeah. Because we were watching a uh, fucking... What movie was it? Bratz, the movie? No, 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 no. Uh, that My Time, or Me Time, or whatever, with Kevin Hart and Mark Wahlberg on oh, Netflix. Oh, yeah. It's very subpar. Um but there's like a moment where he's like, I don't know what the fuck I'm supposed to talk about with all your people. He's like, they're all like architects and all this shit. And I'm a stay at home dad. Like, what the fuck am I supposed to talk about to this dude that knows fucking trigonometry? He's like, I never took a trigonometry trigonometry class in my life. Yeah. He's like, I feel like a fucking idiot when I'm with all your friends. And my wife's like, yeah, exactly. And I was like, it's not, it's not because I treat you like an idiot. I was like, you're allowed to jump in anytime. She's like, yeah, but I don't fucking know half the shit you guys talk about because i'm not interested in i was like that's fair all right it'll be fun too because i don't think i've ever i've never been high with you no not even when we worked at the chico's no and i haven't been high with justice since like high school oh <laughs> fuck and nate will be there too it's gonna be a fun night it'll be a blast When I'm off of something, I like talk. I like I don't know why I like just go in and talk. I just talk about deep shit. Yeah, it's like an automatic thing for me for some reason. Because I can't do it like normally is probably why. That's fair. And I don't have a filter when I'm off of something. I'm perfectly good with that though. Like I'm good with sitting by the fire all fucking night and doing that. That's my favorite part of like any night. Like I like going out and like doing the whole mm-hmm. rave thing. But like 
if we go back to like one of my friends' house and we all just like talk, it's like this is like my favorite part. Oh yeah, no, dude, honestly. So <laughs> back when uh, in middle school when I met Nate and Nate, yeah, we'd all like have a blast the whole fucking time, and then we'd all sleep in my bed like fucking head feet head yeah <laughs> like where we're all we're like oh this isn't gay we're still touching dicks basically but you know <laughs> yeah. because your feet are in my face it's okay yeah um uh like we would sit there for like two three hours and just say stupid bullshit like yeah it, it was like my therapy it worked so much better than any person i ever paid 60 dollars to like listen to me yeah <laughs> so it's just it's wild yeah, and that's how it's been for me, too. Like, I've worked through a lot of stuff, especially uh, with my friend Kyle. Mm-hmm. Like, me and him have, like, a lot of similar, like, backstory shit. Yeah. And it, it helps a lot. So. And uh, finding someone with, like, common ground with you is, it's extremely helpful. I don't have anybody, I don't know if I have a f- set of friends. I might have one friend who has somewhat of a similar story as far as, like, at least, like, parents being together your whole life and then, like. Oh, yeah stuff like that because it, it's it's definitely harder to relate to someone if you haven't gone through a lot of the shit they've gone through you yeah. can relate on certain things obviously but like you can't be empathetic yeah like the only friend i have whose parents that i can think of really stuck together was nate medina and it's yeah. still so different because he had four fucking siblings and i had one <laughs> yeah so it's just completely and utterly different for sure for sure but yeah it's insane but yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I think that'll be the first time all three of us are together for in a long time. Me, you, and Justice. Me, you, just Oh, Nate, I guess four. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I agree. Yeah. It'll well that, that since Nate's wedding, <laughs> that's fucking three years ago almost. Yeah, I saw him. I want to say I saw him a couple times after that. Well, and I have, and I've seen him with Justice. I think the last time I saw Nate was at that when we went over for the wrestling thing. Oh shit, that, that was, was the last time we were all together. And that was like two years ago, I think. Or. Yeah, right around. Yeah, it was in 2020 or at the end of 2020. It was during COVID when he was coming back and forth and back and forth. And then he just poof, Mm -hmm. disappeared. That's fucking wild. Yeah. I'd invite Steven too, but he never wants to come down here. He's more than welcome. Yeah, he never wants to. He'd always like come up, come up. I'm like, why don't you come down here? Invite him. I'll invite him. Say, hey, bitch. In fact, I'll invite him now. I mean, it's a little, he's big on, I need to advance, but it's like two days. Right, just call in. Like, nope. Who? Where? Where does he work? <clears throat> Walmart. Mm, all the way out in Fort Collins, though, huh? That sucks. Having a New Year's Eve, but that's not too far from your place, really, because you're closer up that way. It's like you're 40, probably like 40, 40 minutes. Minute. Yeah, to here to over there is like 45. well, fifty. Yeah, because when I lived in Brighton, it took me like fifty minutes to get up there. That sounds about right with the traffic and the. Uh, Highways and shit. Yeah, it sounds about white. It sounds about white. <clears throat> Let's see. At Anthony's on Saturday night. You want to come down? Let's see what he says. But um. But yeah, then it's gonna get turned. I might run around your property naked. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Fuck yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, so justice so, to keep it in his pants if that happens. He's not going to do anything. He's big talk when it comes down to it. He's like, oh, I'm so nervous. <laughs> Guys, don't look at my freckled penis. 
<laughs> How was your week? <clears throat> um, has it been a week? It's been a week. It's been over a week. Yes, it has. It's been all right. It's been uh, it's been interesting. I'm definitely happy to be doing this and not listening to all the noisy ass toys my kids just got for Christmas. Oh god. Um, other than that, man, it's just been kind of chill, just getting work done and. Fucking the liquor store was like the busy. It's the busiest two weeks in a row for us. So it's just been insane. Right. Yeah. What about you? How was your birthday? My birthday was cool. Um, the day before my birthday, so Tuesday, I went to go eat with my dad and his girlfriend mm-hmm. and her son. And yeah, we went and ate. And then uh, last night, I went to go eat with my mom nice. at Texas Roadhouse. Where'd you go with your dad? Uh, this place called Dave's Hot Chicken. It's on Broadway. Okay. Yeah. Nice. It was pretty good. It was like chicken sandwiches and shit. Hell yeah, like Nashville hot chicken or... Kind of, yeah. Okay, yeah. nice. Yeah, so yeah, that's what I did. Uh, I had to go to work on my birthday because it was Wednesday, which was weird. And uh, they got me a birthday cake there, so that was kind of cool. Nice. Um, And yeah. They make you sit on the saddle? Uh, t- yeah. <laughs> well, I had no idea. I thought it was... Um, I should have known because my mom got up to go to the restroom at one point. I didn't even fucking think about it, and all of a sudden the waitress comes out, oh, here we have a birthday, and I'm like, ah, fuck. I go there for, like, every one of my birthdays. Really? I think this was the only year that I wasn't, but that's because we were out of town. Whoop, whoop, it's the sound of yeah. police. It's wild. Um, so, obviously, there's obviously. a main theme to this episode. Main theme. Main theme. Um... We're going to pick out a couple of things that have happened over the year that, just to recap our feelings on, but most importantly, yep. we're going to touch on our top five movies and top five songs of the year. I think albums is a bit too much right now. Let me touch on it. Um, yeah, I also I, don't think I really listened to too many albums all the way through because I was like, I'm fucking done with this year already. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Like he said, we'll recap in 2022 because this is the season finale. It is the um, season finally. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Uh do we have anything to discuss beforehand? Um, do you have any like pressing uh uh things to go over possibly? Well, this isn't really the place where we go over like people like Andrew Tate and stuff like that. So no I don't know place if you want to touch that. Um, I don't want to touch that. That is some wild shit though. But other than that, I mean we did go watch The Whale last Tuesday. Yes, we didn't get to talk about that. Yeah, because it's, it's actually been two weeks since we've done a podcast. Because we took the week off for Christmas and everything. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Damn, yeah. it doesn't seem like that. But last week, we did yeah. go watch The Whale. Yes. And I fucking love that movie. That movie was great. Um, It was like watching a car crash. Like, I literally could not look away. Yeah. It was fucking awful. I'm not going to lie. Um. The uh for the first like half an hour I thought the movie was too dark. Not like theme wise, but like actual lighting. like lighting. I was like, <laughs> what the fuck? I mean that's fair. Yeah, and then I, I adjusted to it, but um Yeah. But yeah, and I thought like as a film as a film, I'd give it like I'd give it like a seven out of ten. I can see that. Yeah. But the performance of Brandon Fraser. See, and I think that's why it's hitting me so hard. Is yeah. That fucking performance elevates that <clears throat> film 
so high. That's why it, it it will be in my top five. I'll give you that spoiler. Okay. So I think without him, it wouldn't have been. It would have just been a, like a you know a movie. You could have found someone to do it well, but him having the comeback story along with it helps it so much. Yeah, and just his whole backstory and what he went through kind of I think added to it because he could have, like put that into the performance. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, How are they getting louder? Someone get fucking. <laughs> someone <laughs> fucking got wild. Got. Must have. That's nuts. It's almost every fucking night. Um, <sighs> and since the well, we have gone through a record-breaking cold front. Got yeah. negative twenty here at got one point. Negative twenty, which makes me appreciate this more. Oh, because I'm like, oh, it's not even that cold. I was like, oh, I was like, oh, there's snow. Cool. Let's go to work. Yeah. Like <clears throat> the other one, I was like, fuck, my nipples are hard as soon as I walked out the door. Yeah, it this was, was actually like this is our normal snow, snow. Yeah. The thick like wet shit. Right. When you're like, well, blah, blah, blah. and it didn't help because it rained for like three <laughs> hours before it fucking snowed. So it was just heavy it was heavy shit. Yeah. I saw big vehicles getting stuck on the side of the road this morning on the way in, and then this little Toyota Prius just hauling ass through the snow. I was like, holy shit. Yep. People get too confident when they drive, like, big vehicles. Oh, yeah. Like, it's crazy. Do anything, yeah. But, yeah. Don't make you invincible. That's for damn sure. Don't add inches to your dick. <laughs> <laughs> if anything, it's a representation. Yeah. Of the opposite. Yep. Typically. Typically. Especially the big trucks. Yeah. Don't you have a big truck? No, my dad does. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I have a Dodge uh, Journey. Oh, yeah. The it, journey, it's like, yeah. it's a little bit better than a minivan. <laughs> yeah, it's, so, a, it's a cooler version of a minivan, I guess. Without the basically. sliding door. Yeah. I do like the sliding doors on vans, though. I do, but they feel very soccer mommy to me. Yeah. And I'm like, I ain't rolling up with that shit. There was a time when... My parents had, well, my mom had a minivan. I think if you have more than kids, you're almost required. I don't know what I just said. I think if you have more than two kids, you're almost. Oh, you almost- said you have more than kids? I'm like, wait, <laughs> like, like, wait, like a work. cat? <laughs> if you have more than two kids, you're almost required to get a minivan. Yeah. It's fucking impossible to tote that many kids around all the time. For real. So. Oh, I was pulling up to. Uh, uh, the light on 128th in Colorado. Mm-hmm. Just random story really fast. I've never had this happen before. And I just glance to the left and I see this chick showing her, whoever her driver is, like nude pictures of herself. And I was like, oh, okay. And then all of a sudden they're like staring to my window. I, was like, I wasn't staring. I glanced over. I'm sorry. And I was like, just drive and don't look at them again. <laughs> did you ex- Did you explain it? No. Through I the window? I didn't like- do anything. I was just like, I'm just driving. I'm not going to fucking look at you. Just go. That's crazy. I never, I've never encountered something like that. Before. I mean, I have driven up next to people and like randomly seen like a Pornhub tab open on someone's phone, but you know, it's a little yeah. different. I don't think I can watch porn while driving. <laughs> I, it doesn't cross my mind. Yeah, it doesn't. Honestly, like, I'm like, maybe if I'm trying to get a nut, I'm like thinking, hey, I'm gonna pull something up when I get home. I'm not in that big of a hurry where I need the video ready as soon as I land. <laughs> like fuck, dude. I gotta be honest. I haven't been doing that as much lately. My goal is to just like to quit touching myself. <laughs> I mean, that's impossible. <laughs> it is extremely impossible. Yeah. I think it's because I don't know. I've been very active lately. It's probably why. Oh, okay. I know what you mean. Maybe I'm guessing. But 
Don't get me wrong. I was still a... Uh, I'll browse. You ever just browse when you're bored? I plead the fifth. Okay, I don't either. Um, No, I mean, I've been known to do such things. (laughs) You're just like, (laughs) I haven't done it in a while, but yeah, I haven't done it in a while either. I I also usually don't have to use my own hands, but it doesn't stop you from doing it. What do you use? (laughs) What the uh, fuck? (laughs) What did you use your mouth? No. You ever try? Uh, No, I have. Fucking Kevin Smith. Because <laughs> uh, that's how the. Oh, yeah. Apparently, yeah, yeah. if you listen to him, he actually was able to get his dick in his mouth. Yeah. He says that's why he put that joke in to uh, the original clerks about Randall's cousin <laughs> dying from trying to suck his own dick. <laughs> and then the cop at the end is like, yeah. She's, they're like, this has to be the weirdest thing you pulled up on once uh, before, right? And she's all. Well, there was that one time we pulled up on that kid who was trying to suck his own dick and broke his neck. <laughs> I was like, oh my god! I don't know, I think it might be too small to even do it. I wouldn't even attempt it. I've never tried. I've thought about it just to see. I have too much of a gut. Even if yeah. I were to get rid of my gut, I don't think I would try it. I'd feel weird about taking a shot in the mouth. Would you know it's your Even own if dick. it's my own shot, I don't want to do it. it I struggle with the idea of kissing a girl after she's swallowed. What? Yeah. I'm not homophobic. My well, no. bitch is gay. <laughs> no. Um, I, I, I don't know why I've always struggled with that. Struggled doing, putting again in your mouth? Kissing after. Oh, okay. I'm like, there's leftover, like, me in there. I don't want to do that. And it's just going to go back inside I of know, you. I know, but it's fucking wrong. How? I don't, it just feels gross. It's not like it's pee. That'd be gross. Yeah. People are into weird shit like that too, though. I know. <laughs> I'm not snowball. I've heard some stories from people that I've met recently. I met a lot of oh. weird people recently. Oh, I'm sure you fucking have. Yeah. I mean, cool people, but like a lot of weird people oh. too. I'm like, oh, really? It, you, you gotta take some. <laughs> yeah. Take some good with the bad. <clears throat> like this isn't sexual or anything, but this one couple I met, of uh, this dude, he was com- he's communist and his wife is Republican, and he was telling me this whole story of how they met and how they made it work and shit. And I'm like, I've never met a communist in my life. Like an actual communist. Yeah, no, no, I've never met anybody who like flat out said no. Yeah, like, I'm a communist. Yeah, like, I'm like no shit. <laughs> well, there's such a negative connotation too. Yeah, like we, a we grew up with it differently too. Um, Commies, exactly. <laughs> shit like that. Hearing that ever since the 80s. I mean, we weren't even alive. But like, just commies was such a like. <sighs> Almost like a slur. <laughs> Almost, yeah. But, but it's like they were all directed at like it, it felt like it was almost directed at more of an area than a type of people half the time. Mm-hmm. Until you actually start to learn what it's all about, and then like communism just flat out doesn't work. So it surprises me that people still try. Yeah, like is 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 that the one where people say like on paper it works, but oh yeah, on, on paper it's great. Yeah, but people are too ambitious to let it work. Yeah, because. It's all basically everybody does their equal share and things are evenly distributed. Yeah. But it's not fucking fair. Right. Because no matter what, someone's going to have to have one of the higher up jobs and someone's going to do more than somebody anyway. Yeah. Those people are going to be pissed that they're making the same as the person digging the ditches and the person digging the ditches is going to be pissed because they're doing the harder work making the same as the people who 
are sitting on their asses in a cubicle. Yeah. Like, that just it wouldn't work. Yeah. Losing options for jobs would be shitty. And then you would wonder what would happen to, like, big corporations like Twitter, like Facebook, shit like that. Because if everybody, like, would you even be allowed to own a company? Right. Like, it's fucking weird. Yeah. There's a, way too much to go into it. Yeah. Feels yeah. like society would just, like, almost instantly fall apart. Definitely. And then, yeah, I was, like, surprised, too. I'm like, you married a Republican. That's yeah. crazy. They're, like, almost the exact opposite. Yeah. <laughs> I would venture to say Democrats would be a little bit more opposite, but Republicans are a lot more harsh towards people who have communist ideals. Yep. So. Yep. It's wild. Yeah. And they were also swingers. Oh, yeah. That fucking you know, makes it like, so much better. I was like, I'd offer it. I'm like, no. I got an offer once. Did you? This was, oh. yeah, my first opportunity. I was, like, I, I was in Florida, and I was there for training for waste management. Yeah. And this old couple would go to this bar every night right next to the apartments that they had us kept up in for yeah. a couple weeks. And they would take different couple home every fucking night. <laughs> One night they tried to get me. I was like, I, I was. I just got married, like literally, like a week ago. So a no, yeah. and b like, you're sixty, and I'm twenty two. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think this is gonna work for me. Yeah. Just, Remember that time we were in Vegas and we saw that old couple oh, with that young. We rode in the fucking uh, elevator. elevator with them. God, I wish I would have asked or it said something. Now that was some weird shit because <clears throat> that was like. Which you wouldn't think it'd be obvious. weird being in Vegas, but it was still weird. Oh, yeah. It was like the most like average Joe couple going with this like clearly hooker yeah. up to their room. And you're like, it's about to get spicy. dirty. <laughs> it's about to get spicy. Yeah. I wild. might be going to Vegas during spring break. Do it. Uh, my cousin is going to be on spring break and she invited us. Is to that go. in March? Yeah. Why? What? Well, I, what week? we'll see. I have no fucking clue. Why I'll let you have know? to wait. We need it. We can do it elsewhere too. Okay, that's fair. Like we can do it here. Um, let's go to Vetulu. <laughs> we could. We could plan something. Maybe not. That, that wouldn't be anytime soon, though. No, that shit's closed down right now. Yeah, we could even plan like I don't know, like. Maybe Justice would be in on it. Maybe. If we plan that far ahead, maybe we can plan like to go up somewhere for like a, a night. night. Or two. Yeah. That'd be fun. We haven't done that in two, <clears throat> two three years. 21. August of 21. 20. 21. 20! Yeah, holy shit. No. Yeah. 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 Because last year... Last year we didn't do anything like that. Fuck. Yeah, because it was August of 20, we did that camping, and then October is when we went to Vegas. Holy shit. Yeah. This shit's flying by way too fast now. I know. Yeah, we need we need to plan that. Like, maybe, like, March for sure. Okay. Or even, yeah, honestly, even before that, if you want to. I mean, I'm down for one. Because I think we should, yeah, we should plan a weekend like that. You could even do more. I don't know about all that noise. Come we'll, on! We'll, we'll baby steps. Come on! We gotta go baby steps. Okay. Um... Yeah. yeah. So it has been an extremely eventful year. Yeah. Good year for movies. Good yes. year for music. 
Honestly, I'd say less so, but yes. Okay. Uh, specifically, specifically, horror movies have had a big oh, year. Yeah. It, it's huge yeah. resurgence for some things like Scream came back. Yep. Uh, In a major way. Yeah, X and Pearl. X and Pearl. Uh, um, you got Barbar- Barbarian. Oh, Barbarian was fantastic. I fucking love that movie. And then you had... Let me look at my list because I'm pretty sure... Would you consider the Batman a horror movie? It's a thriller. Uh, I'd say thriller. Bodies, bodies, bodies. I haven't seen it. Hellraiser. Haven't seen it. Nope. Technically, Prey. Prey. Smile. Uh, Halloween Ends. The Black Phone. Terrifier 2. Uh, Crimes of the Future. There's only one Terrifier before this year. <clears throat> yeah, it came That's out in 2016. I thought there was more than one for some reason. Uh, he appeared in a short film... Maybe that's what like it was. back in 2013. I need to watch both of them still. They're good. The second one's good. It's just too long for what it is. It's like two and a half hours long. Holy I'm shit. Like it's a slasher movie. Well, based on some of the things I've heard, they could have cut some of the gore out and it would have been perfectly fine. <laughs> There's a scene that looks like a death metal album cover. Oh, like, oh fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, yeah, it's a good year for movies overall, I'd say. Nice. Yep. Hell yeah. So do we want to start with films then? Let's start with films. Since we're on the topic. And we're going to do, each of us have a top five. Yeah. Uh, You want to start with your number five, good sir? My number five is Bones and All. How Uh, was that one? It was good. It's directed by Luca Guadagnino. And it has Timothy Chalamet. 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 And then uh, Taylor Russell. And, um... Yeah, it was really good. It's 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 a horror movie technically because of the subject matter, but it's basically like a a romance road trip movie. Okay. Yeah, these two people that are like trying to figure themselves out and end up falling in love and doing a bunch of crazy shit. Okay. But it's um it's very like the vibe of it is like very it's very like dark and like a downer. But, like, hopeful at the same time. I don't know, like, exactly how to describe it. Okay. Yeah. And Trent Reznor uh, made, did the score on it. He's been killing it with scores lately. Yeah. The only person as prolific, if not more than him right now, doing scores is uh, Michael Giacchino. Yep. That dude fucking was everywhere this past year. Mm-hmm. He was in uh, Love and Thunder. Oh, he did the score for that? He also did The Batman. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there was another Disney one he did and something else at the same time. He also directed Werewolf by Night. Yes. That was his first directorial. Dude's fucking busy right yeah. now. Because he went, he went to school to be a director and he ended up being Composing a composer. Yeah. Oh, well, that's wild. Yeah. So, but yeah. Uh, yeah. So, Bones and All, I'd recommend it. I think it's streaming now. Okay. Yeah. Nice. The ending is really rough, too. I'm going to have to check it out. Yeah. Well, do you know what it would be on? Let's look it up. Because I know it's out. For the recommendations. Bones and all. Uh, you can... R- oh, God. You got to rent it for 20 bucks on Amazon Prime right now, so I'd wait a little bit. Okay. Probably yeah. like a couple weeks. Yeah. A couple weeks. All right. My number five... Number five. Is Barbarian. Okay. That shit was gold. It's really um, cool. I really mm. love, I know we talked about it, I think, on the podcast, but I love the, like, subversion of expectations where, like, even in the trailers and the way the movie makes you feel for the first quarter is, you're like, okay, Bill Skarsgård is the fucking bad guy. And the fact that they're able to turn that on its head and surprise you in multiple ways, like, 
really drew me back in. You can't find a whole lot of stuff that really surprises you anymore in films because stuff has been done to death and you're like, okay. Like, but multiple times this year I found myself being surprised. Mm-hmm. But this was one of the bigger ones that did it to me. For sure. So. Uh, what did you what'd you think of like the direction? And especially who, like, since who the director is. Oh, yeah. And like that's the other crazy part and maybe another reason why I hold it a little closer. I grew up loving The Whitest Kid You Know. Yeah. <laughs> and actually, after this movie came out, I dove back into it and like started rewatching old episodes with my wife and stuff on YouTube because yeah. it's the only place you can find them and they're full and they're free and there's no commercials, so fuck it. Right. Um, but I thought, especially for, I don't know if this is his directorial debut or not. I want to say it is, but I'm like not 100% sure. I, I know they all had a little bit of experience in the background shooting certain yeah. skits and stuff like that. But I, I don't know if he's ever directed anything specifically like feature length. I don't even think he directed uh, Miss March. I'm gonna look really. He probably fast. just acted in that one, or did they write it too? So he directed 30 episodes of a show called Newsboys. He directed The Barbarian, and he directed Miss March. Oh wow! So I'm actually surprised. Um, it has a Metacritic score of seven. <laughs> Miss March. Oh shit! <laughs> it's fucking. That's really so. Low. Barbarians. Basically, his first like major movie. Yes, because this thing was everywhere. It like was. it was talked about all over the place. Yeah, and the fact like there was even two different trailers that came out that like I didn't think it was the same fucking movie. I'm kind of pissed that the trailer with Justin Long came out. I didn't see that one, luckily. Right, I knew he was in it, but I didn't see that one. But it gave away so much, and I was like, mm. it still made me wonder. Yeah, like I still didn't have all the answers, but it was just like. Okay, what the fuck is going on here? Like, yeah. you just gave away at least this giant subplot of like, without spoiling things, where they are. Right. So, that bothered me. But other than that, like, the movie was mostly flawless as far as storytelling goes. Really plays on a lot of tropes, but it yeah. also falls into a lot of the tropes that get really annoying. Yeah. Uh, cinem- cinematography and the way it was shot, I thought it was extremely well done. Like. The fact that you can't see the neighborhood until the next day, like that adds so much extra context as soon as you get light. You're like, oh shit. You're like, oh, this is fucked up. Yeah. Like on today's episode of How Fucked Up is Fucked Up. Yeah. That's fucked up. Um, it's just wild. Like how well he was able to like get his vision across mm-hmm. with. Just everything they did. Yep. It was, it was fantastic. Yeah, I know. It almost, like, at one point, I guess I can't really spoil anything, so we won't talk about it. I know, it. that's why I'm like, I keep trying to find ways around, but yeah, the one area, the, the labyrinthian area, I think that was the parts that kind of surprised me the most, is like, I'm curious as to where they shot a lot of that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for yeah, sure. That, w- that would definitely be one of the more interesting things to find out. Mm-hmm. That seems extremely complicated. Oh, yeah. For sure. But then again, you can just get a dark room, put dirt on the floor, and do some shit. So who yeah. knows? <laughs> you can turn something in this room into like that. Yeah. If you wanted to. I love how for a minute in like almost smack dab in the middle, it turns into a comedy film too. Yeah. With the tape measure and shit. Yep. <laughs> it's like, this is fucking cornier than hell. And then it redeemed itself. Yeah. It's, that's just, and it adds to like the unexpectedness of what's going on. Because like for a while there, I was like, okay. 
So what we just saw, we're probably not going to see any more of that. Right. But then it does what it does. So. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought like too much time had elapsed. Yep. Between the things. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, it was, it's really good though. Highly recommend. Yes. And it's on HBO Max. So you can stream it for free. As long as you have HBO Max. If you have HBO Max, <laughs> yeah. All right. You're number four. My sorry. number four is Top Gun Maverick. Okay. Still have not yes. watched it. It was way better than I thought. It is. It takes itself more serious than the first one. Okay. Because the first one was like made like in the eighties, like during that time, all those action movies and stuff were kind of like campy on oh, purpose. Yeah. I feel, but this one is like way more than that. It's more of a drama movie, and it's, it has a lot of heart to it too. And Tom Cruise is really good at it and yeah. his stunts because you know he does his own stunts oh, and everything. Like dude's fucking crazy. Yeah, what he does in this movie, I'm like what the fuck. Yeah, it's insane. And uh, Miles Teller is really good in it. Um, the whole cast is really good. And um, now I think they're working on a, another sequel, will, which is crazy. Will it just be called Top Gun Maverick Two, or is it going to be something I'm not unique? Sure. I'm not sure. You would think they come up with something unique again. Probably. It wouldn't just be probably mm-hmm. Top Gun, whatever. Whatever. Yeah. There's a couple of flaws in it. Like, if I had to pick something out, like uh, Jennifer Connelly's character and that whole like love interest that mm-hmm. tom cruise that whole side plot would kind of like was kind of weak i, I've I feel heard like that they always have to add something like that though i guess i don't mm-hmm. know but and yeah it's almost like they're trying mm-hmm. to pander to another audience that isn't gonna show up yeah so it's like mm-hmm. i don't know what the point is and there's a bunch of like film nerds and like shit on twitter or whatever a24 group even that are like saying that it was just military propaganda and shit like that. But, <laughs> but like there was really like obviously it's like military shit going on but like you never know who they're fighting. It's more based on they never like it's never it's not like a raw raw military movie. Yeah. It's like more focused on the relationships of all these people and how they intertwine into people's lives and shit. I'll be honest though, like just as a side note, I am getting kind of tired of films doing that, having like an ambiguous country that they're fighting because yeah. they don't a they don't want to piss anybody off and b. We know they, who it is. Well, not yeah. There's that, but you don't want to hurt the market for the film in yeah. those areas. Yeah. If you present a whole area as like the villain, you're alienating the film. Yeah. But it's also really irritating. I I like one of my favorite things that Red the remake of Red Dawn and the original, but because it's more recent, I'll go with the remake of Red Dawn. Is a they changed it from the first film, but they nailed it down to North Korea, and it felt like something that could actually happen. Like, it felt wild and almost kind of terrifying. Yeah. Except for the part where North Korea is this, like, tiny fucking country that could not take over the United States in a day. Like, China could. Oh, God. <laughs> They'd do that in a couple hours, probably. <laughs> it would be bad. Yeah. It would be really bad. But, um... They, they outnumber us, like, three to one. Yeah, so insane. Um, but, yeah, cinematography, as far as that goes in this movie, it's pretty good, because, like... They're actually flying those fucking planes, like, for real. So, everything you see is, like, in camera, yeah, which is insane to me. Yeah, it's really fucking crazy. Yeah. Like, but he, they, they had pilots in front of them doing the flying, though, right? Um, Yeah, the other actors did, but the only one who actually flew the fucking Tom Cruise. <laughs> He's so fucking crazy, yeah, dude. Yeah, he actually flew his shit. I think he, like, almost wants to die, and he's just, like, <laughs> pushing his luck and seeing how far he could take it. Yeah, he just did, like, a... I don't know what the announcement was, but there's a video of him just saying, oh, uh, saying thank you for Top Gun, like the success, because they put it back in theaters. Yes. Uh, because he was, f- they were filming Mission Impossible. Yeah. Seven. 
the, the second part of seven. It's like two dead parts. something. Yeah, some dead reckoning. I think. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but yeah, it was just him jumping out of a plane and saying like you and shit. I'm like, right. yeah. <laughs> I <laughs> I saw like an edit where it was like you're the cameraman uh, POV. You're the cameraman for Tom Cruise getting ready to jump out of a plane, and he's all, uh, oh, I can go with you, motherfucker. Damn. <laughs> But yeah, so yeah, uh, have you seen Top Gun Maverick? You I have not yet. It? You gotta watch. That. I, I do. Uh, me and my wife need to watch the first one again because she's never seen it. So let me see. Well, I haven't even seen the whole thing either. It, it's on Paramount. The first one, both. Oh, is it? Oh, okay. The, the released December twenty sixth. Okay. On Paramount Plus. Cool. Um, my number four. So that was my number four. So you're number four. Real quick. Yeah. How was Miles Teller in it? For what the role was, he was really good. I mean, yeah. he, he hasn't let me down like yeah. ever with anything he's done. He was still the best part of like one of the worst superhero movies of all time. Mm-hmm. So he has this hint of uh, that comedic oh, yeah. side again in this one, especially. Oh, okay. But uh, there's a couple deep scenes where you're like, all right, this guy's only gotten better with each role oh, like, yeah. dramatically. I mean, look at him going from fucking that awkward moment to whiplash. Yeah, same like, year, which is crazy. Yeah, it's fucking nuts. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's got range for sure. Yeah. Um, my number four, and you'll roll your eyes. It's mostly a nostalgia pick. It's Clerks Three. Okay. So, um, by no means am I like, oh, it's one of the best films of the year. Yeah. But it's one of my favorites. Okay. Like it just it hit the right spot for me. Um, it did really good things with some of the characters that I actually like cared about, and then the one character that I was excited for them to bring back and do something with, they really fumbled with Elias. Oh yeah. But other than that, overall, I really enjoyed the film. I think a lot of what they did was great. The jokes were still current. They were still playing off the jokes from the original movie and the second one. And I think it had more heart than probably both of the first ones, but it, it, added the heart to make up for a little bit more comedy i don't think it was as funny as the second one i don't think it was as i'm trying to think of the right word it's definitely more heartfelt than the both of the first ones second one's the funniest one and i would say the first one's probably like the most philosophical okay i'd agree with that i'd say like one of my main gripes is in Clerks 3, uh, I feel like the com- comedic parts felt a little forced, like he was trying a little too hard. I think it depends on the actor, mm-hmm. but yes. Because yeah. I think anything with Jeff Anderson was fine. Yeah. Elias killed me in quite a few places with his comedy. Yeah. Um, I wish, I really wish they would have gone a different direction with him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, 100%. Like, even with the idea that I had, like, have, like, turn him into, like, the complete opposite of what he was. Like, have him be, like, a baller and right that That would have been more interesting take i think (laughs) i I do agree for sure but i also do kind of appreciate the idea of trying to keep him grounded and not Mm -hmm. so like i I get where he was going but he could have gone better places and i think the cheesiest line that like the main cast had was when brian o'halloran is in the vehicle with veronica and he's all you don't look a day over 37 oh i was like get the fuck out of here i don't want this anymore that and i fucking despise the montage of the different actors saying i'm not even supposed to be here today that whole scene went on too long it went on too long i enjoyed it to a degree (laughs) like i fucking i fucking 
fucking love Ben Affleck's yeah. He's all, my name is uh, Boston John. And yeah. uh, <laughs> he just starts fucking going off on a rant. And I was like, all right. It, that saved the scene for me. Otherwise, I was getting tired of yeah. it as well. Um, it was cool to see him bring back certain actors. And you got like Ethan Suplee. He did the whole fucking uh, sailboat thing yep. from Mallrats. And it, it was just a nice, a lot of nice callbacks to the original shit. Yeah, and I feel like it was a worthy movie like to send off that trilogy, yeah. like to close it up. And th- it, the least I can say for it is at least it didn't kill the franchise. Yeah. So. Which a lot of fucking comedy trilogies do. They usually after the first one, it already goes down. Oh, yeah. The, the fact that I don't know anybody who would say that two isn't an improvement on the first. Yeah. Is already shocking, but for three good comedy movies in a line in a franchise is almost unheard of for sure like hangover didn't do it well i'd say the third one was better than the second one but the second one was a clear drop yeah and it's basically what i've heard is like it's basically the same movie as the yeah. first one yeah because with a movie like with a movie like that it shouldn't no. have a trilogy it should be like one off yeah and the fact that like even at the end of the third one they like tease a whole nother thing and you're like just fucking let it die please and God. it died <laughs> Like, finally. Yeah. But, like, they literally had to give one of the main characters tits to kill the movie. Like, it was just fucking ridiculous. Yeah. For sure. So, definitely happy with that one. Um, My number three, we already talked about it, Barbarian. Okay. So, uh, we'll go to my number two. Okay. Everything, everywhere, all at once. That is fair. Still have not watched that oh one. Oh, my God. There's, like... There's a lot to say about this movie that I can't say a lot because you gotta watch it. That movie takes so many twists and turns and like fucks with your head so much and ruins you emotionally and then brings it back up and then hits you again. I've only seen the BP fight scene. Okay. So Yeah, the the whole cast is super good. Um I forget the main actor's name. The dude who was in the Goonies and Indiana Jones. Oh, yeah. I love how, like, I've seen him all over memes and stuff. I didn't even know that was him. Yeah, he, like, this was probably the best comeback of the year, or maybe of all time. I was Other like, than Brandon there's Fraser, been a lot of comebacks this year. They, these two guys, like, especially, like, I hope this guy also gets a nomination. Cause, really? Like, that good? Yeah. Data? Yeah. That's fucking nuts. Yeah, but this movie's all over the place. Um Really unexpected too, because when I remember when I saw the trailer, I was like, "Okay, this is gonna be the cool A twenty four movie. Yeah. Like, it's gonna be very niche." But it ended up being the highest grossing A twenty four movie of all time domestically, with like wow. over a hundred million. That's nuts. Actually. Yeah, and oh. now it's getting Oscar buzz and all sorts of shit. I mean, it definitely deserves it. Yeah, um, especially the, holding on to that buzz this long into the year. Yeah, like because it came out in June or July, one of the two. something like that. Yeah. And the directors are variants of us. <laughs> the Daniels? The Daniels. It's hilarious. It's like fucking weird. It seems like there are a lot of uh, variants of us as director yeah, teams. Yeah, it's crazy. It is strange. Yeah. Lee Winnell and James Wan. And then the Daniels. And then there was another one I know we were talking about a couple weeks ago, but... It's fucking clever. Like, they're both their names are Daniel and they did that fuck. <laughs> we don't have anything. We don't have that. Like, if anything, we just do Anthony and Damien, but that would be kind of... I know, but I want something catchy. Like, at least Lord and Miller, like... Sounds catchy. Yeah. Sounds like one guy. Right? <laughs> yeah. it, it sounds like like Lord got married. Yeah. But, um... You have the Safty brothers. You have a lot of duos now. 
There's a lot of dudes. Yeah, Safdie brothers, Daniels. The uh, um, the Cohen brothers. They've been around for a long time. Yeah. Though. Why can't I think of the fucking brothers who did Endgame? The Russos. I wanted to say the Russos, and I was like, I know yeah. it's close, but it's not. They go by their first and last name, both of them. Joe and Anthony. Yeah. But like a lot of the times they're just referred it's to as like Russos. the Russos. Especially when they were doing Community and when they did uh, Captain America Winter, Winter Soldier. Soldier. Yeah. Yeah. They did Civil War as well, too, didn't they? Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Yeah, they did, yes. Yeah. Winter Soldier, Civil War, Infinity, Infinity War, War, and Endgame. Okay. I think God, those are some of the highest rated MCU movies, period. Yeah, but then when they go to try to make a movie outside of that, Cherry? Shit, yeah. I still want to watch Cherry. I don't anymore. You haven't watched it? No. It's an Apple TV exclusive, I, too. I know. And so that's the like, only thing that stops me from getting it, because I'm not going to get Apple TV, yeah, but I want to like, watch Cherry. Yeah. Like it just, I, I, I like the idea of seeing Tom Holland in that kind of role. Yeah. But, for sure. Um, but yeah, everything, everywhere at once. Um, yeah, I can't say too much, but it's a lot. I heard it's meta on meta on meta on meta. Yeah. So it, it could be a bit much for some people, but it sounds extremely intriguing. Yeah. If you want to fucking cry. I don't know if I want to cry. In a again. good way, though. That's like fair. in a way, I guess. I don't know. It's, I don't know, this is crazy. I don't know. It's hard. It's hard. That's fair. Yeah. Um, we <laughs> already went over my number three. Technically, we kind of talked about it with the whale earlier. Uh, there's more you want to talk about. Oh, we, we can, can go definitely into go yeah. into it. Um, I definitely have this higher on my list just because i was so looking forward to um brendan fraser's comeback remember where you were it just gave me a lot more like excitement for the film basically just watching him come back from something that was just like oh my god (laughs) you all right one of the fucking pins come out of the chair Ouch. Holy shit, bro. <laughs> it's not the worst liquid I've had in my mouth. <laughs> hey! hey! Whoa, this week. Oh. Um, but yeah, no, I, I genuinely was just extremely excited for his comeback. So, I mean, that uh, automatically elevated it for me. Yeah. But I remember hearing about it for the first time. Oh, yeah. I was like, Brendan Fraser's going to be in a new Aronofsky movie. I'm like, it, oh, fuck. I felt like it was never coming out. Yeah. Like, it just was thing after thing. And then. You see the seven, six or seven minute standing ovation at Cannes. I think it was 14. Was it really that yeah. long? Holy shit. It'd I mean, be so awkward though. Right. You're just sitting there you're like, like it'd be cool thank at first. You. You're like, fuck yeah. But then now you're like, all right. All right. Can we fucking fuck sit down? Like, let's let somebody try to buy this film real quick. Can we just chill the <laughs> fuck out? <laughs> yeah. Um, a, I was surprised with it being a Darren Aronofsky film that it was released on a 24. Mm-hmm. Thank he, God for A24. I mean, I agree. Because I don't think a lot of studios would have let him do a lot of what he did. Um, and I wouldn't even say like a lot of it's even that like touchy. But like the stuff about religion and the stuff like that. like A lot of studios are going to avoid that. Yeah, and uh, he even also said that he's been working on this thing for 10 plus years. Wow. Waiting for the right actor. I mean, you can tell he put a lot of love into it. Mm-hmm. Um, this... If you watch Black Swan and stuff like that, like you're definitely going to want to go into this expecting something different than that. Yes, because I think out of all, at least for me, out of all Aronofsky's movies, this feels the, the least like him. 
Yes. And, and I, don't, I don't know. It also feels like a much more grounded story where I don't have mm-hmm. to like, it feels like a normal person. Like this could happen to anybody. Whereas like, it's a lot more hard to connect with a ballerina. Ballerina or a heroin addict. Heroin addict or even the wrestler. Oh, uh, the wrestler is fucking amazing. Or Mother, that's just off the fucking walls. Still have not seen Mother. It's insane. I, I've heard insane things. You'll know what it's about almost immediately. It's not very clever, mm-hmm. but it's still off the walls. Right. <laughs> well, and I, I connected with the wrestler a lot, but I don't know. Mm. This one just, it felt like, so if we're being honest, obesity and... heart disease and stuff like that runs in my family like really heavy. And my biggest fear in life is becoming that big or even around that, Mm -hmm. uh, just based off of some of my family members and like sure how they've gotten. So I went in also with the aspect of like, I kind of know how this can affect certain people's lives and it's one of my biggest fears. So like seeing it, was while it's not a horror film like it scared the shit out of me right like so i was able to connect to it on that level and then you do get a lot of the aspect of like seeing through his lens but also seeing through the lens of everyone around him and you're like oh you can definitely see why people would be like oh you're fucking disgusting stuff like this but at the same time like he is a fucking human being so it's another one of those really hard things to swallow yeah and then you throw the judgment with like religion and stuff mm-hmm. makes it even harder i wasn't crazy about everyone's acting in the film also okay like the daughter bothered me at certain points because it, 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 i think it was more writing than it was the acting though okay because it was just very up and down and up and down that's what i was gonna say the writing is like the main like negative for me at some points yeah well and especially when a big portion of the film is just about writing yeah, it was, like it was you, a like you had to translate it from a play, and plays or like if anything, they're just dialogue, right? And th- there was just certain things they do, like stuff they introduce from the very beginning of the film that you don't get the payoff until the last minute and a half, and it like the way everything is layered, it's fucking fantastic. I could have done without certain moments or certain ways things were written, like I just explained, but. Overall, I think this film is extremely well done. It's shot very well. You don't ever leave his fucking house. Nope. Other than the couple scenes where like, you see his feet on the beach. Mm-hmm. That's it. It's one of the first... like it, It's almost like a one-room story. Like You don't really leave the living room that much. Yeah. And that's like one, like the main indicator that it was a play. Yeah, it, definitely. Yeah. But it, it, I don't know. They, they definitely pulled on my heartstrings. Like I said at the beginning of this podcast, before we ever even got into the list, it literally just to me felt like a car crash. Watching someone implode and you can't look away and there's nothing you can do. Right. It's, it made me think of a lot of things a lot more personal to me, not just that, that a lot of the time we do kind of just have to watch people implode and no matter how much you try to help them, it doesn't always work. Yep. I mean, I can definitely relate to that uh, part of the movie too. Um, and I think the, uh, his friend, I forget her name in the movie, the nurse, his nurse friend. 
not Charlie. No, give me a minute. Yeah, but anyway, uh, she. I think she deserves more praise than I've than she's getting. I think. I I do agree. She's I, she went off in that movie. Oh yeah, she had some great monologues at certain yep. points. Um, she she did kill it. Mm-hmm. Uh, one second, let me look up. Just to give her a little bit of, give her a little bit of love. Uh, the character's name is Liz. Damn it! Yeah, I'm. You know, her name is Hong Chow. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. She. Yeah. I think she deserves more credit than something I've seen. She's getting because obviously everyone's uh, talking about Brandon Fraser deservingly, but I think she was almost as good. Oh yeah. And I'll be honest. Until you pointed out who he was to me, I didn't recognize him. Ty Simpkins. The kid from fucking yeah, Iron Man. I just 3. saw one angle. I'm like, oh shit! <laughs> but, a- like to see his evolution as an actor too is crazy. Yeah, like he did really well with everything he had part in. Mm-hmm. So the uh, actress who played his ex-wife, she felt like a stage actor to me. Oh, a hundred percent. I was it, like, oh, it shit. was definitely. You could tell she was more like classically trained. Yeah, there, there were like certain like cues and things she would do where I was like. It did feel like she was more stage ready than camera ready. Yeah, but in, not not that that's a bad thing. You just you can kind of tell. Yeah. Um, her name. I just had it. What the? F- uh, it's not loading now. It's too okay. late. Um, but I, yeah, I love that film for sure. And I'd say, like I said before, like this is like the least Aronofsky filling movie of his, and I think it's like probably the most accessible like for just like a general oh, audience absolutely because like you know his other movies are kind of off the walls and aspects. and this one the one part where it did feel like his movie was right at the end when shit was uh intensifying oh yeah that moment i was like okay this feels like his movie oh 100 percent. yeah you, you can definitely see his like trademarks in there mm-hmm. especially towards the end but like it just it does feel unique to his filmography yeah for it, sure. It's fantastic. And I love the 4 3 uh, aspect ratio. Oh, I remember, like, as soon as it switched, you were like, yo! Yeah. <laughs> I um, was like, all right. Yeah. I felt like a fucking, like, weirdo, but yeah, I love that shit. Yeah, stuff was beautiful. Yep. Um, And then, do you want to do your number one, or do you want me to do my number two? Go, yeah, go to your number two. All right. <laughs> my number two is The Northman. It figures. Yeah. I know. <laughs> uh, there's only one film that did anything more for me than this one did this year. Um, I literally, like, you, I, so this is me and I've said this, but, like, I could literally feel the energy in the film. Like, I fucking was so hyped walking out of that movie. It made no sense. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, A, I'm really into Vikings. We've been over this shit, like, a million times on this podcast. But, like, the accuracy, the director, the actor's. The story itself had no holes. Like, to me, and for what it was, and the genre, it is, like, the perfect film to me. Okay. Like, I would rate it higher than I would my number one, but the number one was more important to me this year. Okay. If that makes sense. Okay. Um, Acting all around was A+, plus, mm-hmm. even though I was really sick of one of the actors before they were even on screen because I had to watch them intro the fucking movie. You know who I'm talking about. Oh! Every fucking time I go to AMC, bro. Yeah. But even then, even the small parts, your Ethan Hawke, your uh, even smaller part with Willem Dafoe, mm-hmm. like that stuff was excellent. 
Skarsgård killed it. Uh, Bjorn surprised the shit out of me. I didn't really want her oh, to do Bjork, much. Yep. But, oh, Bjork, yeah. Yep. Bjorn. Um, Bjorn. <laughs> isn't that the dude's name, the big dude that you like? Jul- Julius Half- 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 Thor Bjornsson. Yeah. <laughs> Close enough. Yeah. Uh, Bjorn Ironside is also like one of the most like famous Vikings of all time. Like, okay. like legit, like historical figure. That'd be a sweet last name to have. Right. <laughs> well, it was a nickname given to him because they, people couldn't get him in battle. Oh, that also sounds like a porn star name. It does sound like a porn star name. Like Johnny Sins. That guy's a legend. <laughs> He's a doctor, an astronaut. I fucking, I, if we ever get the chance to interview him, I'd be down. That would be fucking wild. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Lord. Smell the syphilis in the room. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's bad. Now I'm going to get my ass kicked <laughs> if we do ever meet him. <laughs> um, but no, like, everybody in the movie killed it. And like I said, it... it it's basically just fucking Hamlet. Yeah. Like one for one almost. Lion King. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's expertly done. I love the idea of like fate and drilling that into somebody's head and to where like, you know the plot, you already know what's going to happen. It's just a matter of getting there. It's a matter of not if, but when. Yeah. It, it, like prophecy films have always intrigued me because it's like, you know what's going to happen sometimes it's more of how are they going to twist it to make it happen? Yeah. And this one was literally just to the point you could almost read it from the beginning. You knew how, where everything was going to end up mm-hmm. based off of like the prophecies and stuff like that. Right. Uh, I think it's expertly shot, especially that one scene, the uh, one take village. Oh, uh, they first read invasion. that the first village. Yeah. yeah. It's beautiful. The whole berserker thing at the beginning also is like, it feels animalistic and just fucking raw. Yeah. Like literally my blood was pumping walking out of the mm-hmm. theater. I, was, I, I haven't felt like that watching a movie in a long time. Right. So it was just bananas to me. And you fucking love Robert Eggers. And that's what General. I'm saying. Like, yeah. The director, the script, the actors, like everything just fell in line. Perfect. Would you cry if you met Robert Eggers? <laughs> or would you just be like fangirl? You'd be like, oh, See, I'd like to think I'd have more poise than that, but I'd probably just fangirl. Yeah. Then again, though, I have met UFC fighters, like, when me and my dad went to an event once, and, like, I could barely stumble out, and can I have a picture? And I was, like, able to get a picture, but even that was half-assed, and it's all blurry when it came out, because I'm all and shaking you gotta th- and shit. And you gotta think meeting, like, your favorite filmmaker would be even more intense, because huh. that's somebody, like, somebody who's made something that impacted you. Oh, yeah. And see, I think I would have an easier time talking to like a Kevin Smith than I would a Robert Eggers because I feel like he's genuinely smarter than I am and I have like nothing to talk about. Yeah. Whereas like Kevin Smith, I'm like, this dude's normal and at least like yeah, I feel relatable. Yeah. yeah. Like he, li- he literally is, before he made Clerks, he's literally just me mm-hmm. or you or fucking anybody off the street. Yeah. Robert Eggers, that dude's, he seems like a mad genius. He is him. Yeah. It's fucking, it's extremely unique. Yeah. It'd be the same way if I met Ari Aster. Oh my Just because I like, respect him so much and like his shit has like impacted me and like, oh yeah. In different ways than any other like filmmaker has. A hundred percent. Especially Midsummer. And I think the two of them over the last few years have honestly, 
<clears throat> informed my like viewership of a lot of things a lot more than I expected them to. Yeah. And honestly, like for people like especially me and you, like every time like they drop a film, it almost feels like a holiday. It does. Like when Bo is afraid because I was me oh. a fucking holiday. <laughs> like I don't go to a lot of like indie film releases. I'll usually just watch them at home when they mm-hmm. come out. But like an Ari Aster or Robert Eggers film is like it's something I'm there for regardless. It's like at this an point. event. Yeah. Like, and it's not an event that many people really even get into, so it makes it feel that much more special. Yeah, like if you say, yeah, you fucking new Ari Aster movies it, coming out. It makes me feel like free comic book day would every year when I was, like, grow, like right after high school where, like, I really got into comics again, and I was able to, like, go to all the big events or, like, a con or something like that where you're, like, it feels special. Like, it feels for, it feels like it's for you. Yeah. And like it's, it, with these guys' movies, you feel like obvi- your shit, your life's gonna change after you see it because you're gonna. Not only is the movie gonna impact you, but you're gonna learn a shit ton from watching it. Oh yeah, whether it's from a directorial or acting standpoint, or even just like as a viewer. Yeah. Like, I don't know. The films from these two people have changed me more than I ever thought that like a film could. Yeah, it's weird. They have shit in those movies that like stick with at least me more. Shots, than scenarios, like yeah. <laughs> the fucking. Where you're like, it's a lot of hoes. That's a lot of fucking hoes. A lot of hoes. I'm like, where'd you get all that fucking hoes? <laughs> that seems like you've been planning house. this. Yeah, there wasn't a small house. Yeah, no. She hit fucking Walmart like, every day. <laughs> That's insane. That's that shit. They have to go back and look at the fucking camera footage and all the Walmart visits yeah. you've made. A lot of hoes. A lot of duct tape um that's just interesting interesting way and i know he was uh he went through like a super rough breakup when he was writing that oh yeah oh but well, we wrote it after the breakup so it makes sense yeah he's like fuck the world <laughs> right fuck this one I, I do like the way oh man we i could go on with these two guys forever yeah but i coalesce i digress uh number one i think i used the word correctly i don't fucking know <laughs> words are the same <laughs> business <laughs> Our, both our number one, honestly, it's the same thing. Is it? Yep. It is the, the Batman. Batman. All right, cool. I'm happy that we lined yeah. up here. Um, it was it was always going to be the Batman. Yeah. The hype before this movie, I haven't felt hype like this since before when I was waiting for Suicide Squad to come out, the first one, before I saw it. Yes. That hype was fucking insane. And this was like equal to that. Oh, I think this was... But I, I didn't get I let down this think this exceeded that. Yeah, exactly. Uh I, I definitely, I was fucking terrified going into this movie that I was overcooking it in my head. Yeah. And, like, I expected so much. I was like, I'm going to be fucking let down. Perfect all the way through. Yeah. Like, it's fucking long. It is long. You can't watch it with the lights on. Doesn't feel long, though, <laughs> no, I'd it, say. No, it does not. It's it's a solid three hours that feels like a two. Yeah. Um. Acting all around is fantastic. Directing is fantastic. Score is fantastic. Uh, Adds a lot of uh, characters. Yes. That's like a character in itself. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I think that's one of the things, like, <clears throat> the score killed, and that's another reason we brought up Michael Giacchino earlier, was, like, he he's just been on top of his game this year. Like, yeah. everything he's done has been damn near flawless, but I, especially for this film. I'd go so far as to say this Batman theme is better than Keaton's. I do agree. Yeah. I, I will still always find that one iconic. Yes. But 
but this is just like it makes you feel like Batman. Well, because you're just like <laughs> that, and it doesn't feel cheesy. Yeah. when Batman walks onto screen, no, it just feels when like you it adds the, to it. Yeah, when you hear the old one, it, it does. It feels '80s. It feels kind of cartoony. Mm-hmm. This one, it, it literally just feels like Batman could walk out of any fucking corner in the room and just destroy shit. It makes it scarier. Yeah, yeah. It makes him feel like a figure. Yep. Like it gives him a horror presence. In certain ways. That fucking opening, not like the, the Riddler uh, point of view opening, but after that, but when they're just showing different like shadows and shit, and you're thinking oh, yeah. Batman's there, that intro is like fucking insane. Yeah, he's like, he's essentially like a living monster. Yeah, it shows you, at least to the villain, that he's actually, criminals. yeah, he's actually scary this time around yeah. to these people. Yeah, whereas like, we've seen in other films, like, Batman just go through and wreck shit, but no one seems like, truly afraid. Yeah. Like, it was the best way to get that across. Like, it's something that's never been done in a Batman film. And they literally had Ben Affleck burning fucking bat symbols into people. Yeah. Like, (laughs) presence speaks volumes. Like, it's insane. Yeah, and then the monologue that's going over all that stuff just adds to it, too. You're just like, I cannot tell you how many fucking times this guy has messaged our group and he's all, Thursday, October 31st. That monologue is insane. It's fucking great. You're fucking God. That uh, I cannot picture anybody else, especially their other option, doing that role. No, yeah, this version of Batman, yeah, I can't see anybody. Yeah, fucking flawless. Yeah, Nicholas Holt. When I think about it now, I'm like, I don't know. I could see him as more of like the Riddler, honestly. I, either that or like a clean cut Robin. He he looks younger, anyways. Yeah. So like. I could see him being like the way the Tim Drake Robin is kind of presented in Gotham Knights. Okay. Essentially. Or even the version from Arkham Knight. Okay. So I could see that. Um, yeah, that's like way ahead. Though. Yeah. This movie made you care about the characters more than any other Batman movie has. Yes. Like even though you know Alfred's not going to die. Still, when he gets blown up, you're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. And that's the only thing I think they could have played a little bit more was giving him more screen time. Yeah. It's the think, only thing would have fixed it. Yeah. Even though that, that scene did hit emotionally, it mm-hmm. would have hit even harder if they had more time with Bruce and Alfred together. Yeah. Because the time you you do see them together, Bruce is kind of like a little angsty teenager yeah. a little bit. You only really get like a scene and a half with them together. Yeah. So. And I do like uh when... uh. Bruce is on the way back to the tower because he gets notified that something's going to happen to Alfred. Mm-hmm. Like, when he's talking to the to the uh, maid or whatever, he sounds like a little kid, like, when oh, he's yeah. scared. I'm like, I don't know, it just makes him feel, like, more human than oh, before. Well, and it also, like, I think the thing I appreciate most about this is, like, I love reading comic books, and I love the idea that Batman's always, like, one step ahead. But he couldn't have always been that way. Yeah. Like, you have to give him a reason to want to think so many steps ahead of each villain especially when someone can outthink him and he's on his way to stop a bomb and it's already gone off yeah or the main plot with all the vans going up like he's definitely not there yet the seasoned batman mm-hmm. like like you get you get uh you get glimpses of it when he's doing the detective work oh yeah like there's definitely moments where like oh shit he's like super smart but oh. then obviously in the big stuff he misses it 
Yeah. But uh, this is the most detective work that we've seen her do in a movie ever. Well, not even just that. I, that is pro- probably one of my favorite parts. Mm-hmm. But, like, the physicality of this Batman is also, in my personal opinion, m- almost more believable than Christian Bale's. Like, like, like his fighting? Yeah. Like, like, I understand that there was a lot done with, like, showing him training and stuff in the other films, but, like, this one the feels, fighting style feels visceral. Yeah, like, I think it was described in the prequel book that he just trained with Alfred. Mm-hmm. So it's nothing any, like, fancy. He didn't go to, like, the League of Assassins or anything no. like that. And I wouldn't be surprised to see that get retconned at some point because how many people are going to read the book? You know what I mean? Yeah, and I, I dug it. I, I did, too, and I found it kind of cool, but, like, you are going to have the people who are going to complain about it, but... I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's, it's definitely one of those hard spots because you want me to be as true to the comics as possible while also still having his own unique voice that adds to it and isn't just dead air, basically. Yeah. You, you don't want to retread the same thing over and over again. You have to make it feel unique. And this is one way to do it. And it's still going to be making it believable because the man training him is still a badass. Yeah. It just gives him a more a more distinct fighting style instead of a potentially ever-changing one. Yeah, because like you said, Christian Bale is very stilted. Yes. Um, Honestly, I hated the choreography for a while. It was horrible. Um, Especially in Rises. Ben Affleck's fighting, that's still... The warehouse, that's that still the scene. best on-screen fighting from oh, Batman yeah. ever. But that, was, that still was a different kind of... That was more of like, not as realistic either. Yes, and that's also... Zack Snyder camera work that does that like yeah I don't obviously he's not the cinematographer but everything he has has a unique and distinct look yeah to it you know it was a Zack Snyder thing for sure um that is like the rawest and most badass version of a Batman fight you will ever see yeah with the exception of that I would still take most of the Batman over anything Ben Affleck did too. For sure, for sure. Yeah, because yeah, this like you said, this Batman is like the most realistic fighting. Like it's probably how it would be if you were wearing all that shit. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, you have your blind spots that you're mm-hmm. not gonna see. You're gonna move a little clunky at times, but you're still like kicking the shit out of people. Yeah, like I, I don't know. I, I literally have wa- I watched it again like four or five days ago. Oh, did you? So like I fucking love that movie. I gotta watch it again. Um, two big. Um, negatives i guess that i can point out um especially after seeing it so many times the joker scene which that was completely fucking out of there i could take it or leave it um okay and then just the whole wait, 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 wait. which joker scene the one that's in the movie okay yeah um i wish that was out of that. at least i make that a fucking end credit scene because that felt like out of place in the movie i agree i think that if we wanted to keep that scene we needed to have the other one still in there yeah, that would have made it make more sense, and I would have been okay with it. Um, if you're gonna go all in, do both of them. If not, just don't fucking put any yeah. of them at all. And then the final uh, action set piece, the final fucking thing. Yeah, that was a little too fantastical for this kind of movie. I, I would still say it was probably a more grounded ending than most of the Christopher Nolan ones had. Yeah, but I do agree with you. Yeah, um, I get the thought process, but if we're going to have I don't know. It's kind of hard to have a main fight sequence, like ending big blowout without your main villain actually there. 
Yeah, it, like I w- would have been better to have like a you can still have a huge fight like that and make it more psychological. But like I don't know what it is with comic movies, comic book movies. They either need to have something like a beam in the sky fucking shit up, or they need to blow the city up somehow. Yeah, and that's what this one did. It had the vans blowing shit up. It, I am tired of that <laughs> for sure. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Like, like if anything, for me, like keep the shooters. Mm-hmm. Like go all in with that. And, like, have him fuck them up, and then he has to face, like, the Riddler. Yeah, and see, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think it would have done better if the Riddler was actually there. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. It's cool to have that, like, difference where you don't always need the villain there. Like, it it just felt... It made it feel like it was lacking something because, I mean, the main dude that he, like, paid attention to was a guy he had a fucking line with. Not a line, but yeah. shared a... Which sounds even worse when I say <laughs> that. Shared a line with this guy. There was only one moment during the funeral scene where they exchanged anything, and it was more of a glance and him hearing hearing him over. Yeah. So it didn't really impact the way it should have, especially because a lot of people were still confused on who he was. Right. Um, But I don't know. I, I definitely could have done with overall just a different ending, mm-hmm. but everything else was just completely solid oh yeah for sure and i do love the actual ending when him and back uh not back roll him and catwoman are going their separate ways oh yeah that was a cool ending it, it, beautifully shot well done and then yeah. i also really enjoyed the idea of him like helping with the relief after mm-hmm. like that, that was something completely unique where he's he's always just like disappears and let everyone clean up his fucking mess that showed you like like he actually like turned into Batman throughout the course of the movie. Like yeah. the, like the the beginning and whatever throughout he was just vengeance. Know, vengeance. But like at the <laughs> I was end he say finally yeah. smart ass but vengeance. But he finally turned into Batman and like he's still like even though he like he's like scary to like criminals but he's supposed to be like a symbol of hope to like normal people and yeah. he was. Yeah. And he's like learned that. Yeah, it it definitely I think him helping will also endear him to the city like people will be like okay like He's not just a fucking psycho wearing a suit. Like, he legitimately cares about everybody here. Yeah. Like, I think that'll lend to the next film amazingly. Yeah, because he actually went through a character arc, too. So, hopefully, like, now that he knows that, hopefully his Bruce Wayne will start to differentiate from Batman. I'm definitely looking forward to the psychology of the characters going forward. Yeah. Because I did like that. A lot of people bitched that you know bruce wayne's basically batman in this movie there's no difference but there's not supposed to be yet yeah he's, he's still trying to erase bruce almost yeah like, he doesn't go out in the day at all mm-hmm. he wants to be batman he doesn't give a shit about bruce yeah but now i think he'll kind of have he'll be forced to put yeah. on that mask and he'll oh, actually be like a playboy and shit in the next one which would be cool to see like the, the transformation yeah and uh, it, it also kind of helps with the aspect of like one of the biggest and most irritating things that I always found with a lot of Batman films is, and especially with Batman begins is all of a sudden this billionaire disappears and then he comes back and Oh look at the same time as this fucking guy coming back, here's Batman. <laughs> yeah. Like it's always that way where at least at this point, Batman's been operating for a couple of years and then Bruce Wayne comes out. Like it's a nice turn on its head kind of, storytelling yeah it's something that i never would have thought of for sure so it's if nothing else if people want to gripe about it at least it's unique we don't get unique enough in superhero films yeah especially from characters that we know like this for sure it was also relieving not to see 
the same fucking origin story doled out over again. Yeah, I hope we get rid of origin stories for these known characters forever. Known characters, yes. Yeah. 100%. Because I know how Spider-Man's fucking Uncle Ben died 800 times. But this time, they did the origin story through three movies. And it was beautifully done. And we still don't know what the fuck happened to Ben. Yeah. And I'm okay with it. Basically, Aunt May was Ben in this one. Yeah. Just in a really roundabout way. Oh, my God. I'm not going to lie. That film was probably the last one to like get me to cry cry. Oh, I cried like three times for sure when Toby showed up, when Andrew... Sh- I cried harder when Andrew showed up for I did, some reason. I don't I know did, why. I did too. I fucking started. I was like... It's because I was expecting Toby, I think, mm-hmm. even though I was expecting Andrew too, but it, I don't know why it hit me so different. But um, That Melissa Tomei line too. That and then when all three of them were swinging together... Oh, I cried off on that. of each other. Yeah, off each other. I cried, oh. and then yeah, when Marissa Tomei died, I'm like, and then Tom Holland's reaction really sold oh, it, yeah. and I'm like, ah. Oh. Well, and the explanation of that, like, all being the harbinger of like their beginnings, yeah, is that line. Not yeah. not even so much like the death, but it's the, the line. line. Yep, it's fucking beautiful. I'm like, oh. I've ne- I haven't had chills like that in a film in a long yeah. time. Like, I'm getting chills like right <laughs> yeah. now just thinking yeah. about it. like fucking goosebumps, man. Yeah, that was fucking beautiful. But yeah, the Batman, easily the best, to me, the best comic book movie since Spider-Man 2. To me. I will agree on that. I would almost go one further, but Spider-Man 2 is a hard one to beat. It is. Because that movie's so deep when you really watch it, especially now being older, you're like, oh shit. Oh yeah. It's basically like a metaphor for a lot of shit. Honestly. Oh yeah, it's it definitely has a lot going for it. Oh, I mean, even as a what were we like 10, 2004? 10, 10 year old kids, 10, yeah, right, right around there. Like that was a it was something that even as a kid you could understand most of the themes. But as you get older, like you're able to put more context behind certain things, and it's it was extremely powerful when I was a kid, and it only grew in meaning as I got older. Yeah. Like it, it, not many films can do that, that you grow up with at least. Mm-hmm. Cause you can relate to being constantly shit on and shit on and shit right. on. And you're like, well, and that's Fuck. why Spider-Man is of most of the superheroes. He's like one of the most relatable because he's a normal guy. <laughs> he deals with a lot more hardships and most, um, superheroes. You're more interested in their like superhero antics where like you legitimately get as, into spider-man's like actual life as his superheroing because a lot of the times they merge mm-hmm. and it feels a lot more important than batman going to a club and having to leave early yeah. <laughs> like, it's just the way it goes yeah like you get a lot more invested into a character like that because you're honestly seeing the world through their lens more yeah so it, and, it's always helped that way and you can like replace the Spider-Man aspect was something that's going on in your life. Oh, yeah. And it would make sense. 100%. Because you're like, occupied with this, you can't do this. Yeah. Or you have to sacrifice. A lot of, it, a lot of Spider-Man is about sacrifice and shit like that. Yeah. It, and it is crazy because you don't realize how many things you actually have to sacrifice as far as time goes and everything else based on the decisions you do make in life. Yeah. Because, like, my freedom's gone. <laughs> <laughs> I have children. I'm, I have, My life's over. I still have hope for you. <laughs> It's over until they're 18. And then at that point, you can really do what you want again. But. I mean, yeah, but 
I plan on keeping my wife at least. <laughs> so take my wife, please. <laughs> oh hell. I'd take my wife everywhere, but she always finds her way back home. <laughs> <laughs> take my wife, please. I mean it. Um I could go on about films all fucking day. Yes. But we do need to touch on Whoa. favorite <laughs> we do need to touch. Holy shit, we haven't done that yet. No, huh? we have not, and it's already Boy. we're already in there. Um uh, we can run through this real quick. Okay, you motor- yeah, because yeah. this one doesn't take quite as much uh, no, explanation. This is just what it is. Um, your number five song for the year. Oh, I deleted some words. <laughs> oh, I <no>. guess. <laughs> uh, my number five is "What a Life" by John Summit. Okay, I've uh, house, not heard it. It's house song, house EDM song. Are we gonna play samples? Yeah, we can do that. Let's do that real quick. This guy is also gonna be here in May, and it's gonna be at the First Bank Center. So if you and Ariana want to go, it's an actual concert. Okay. It's still a rave, but it's still it's a concert. I'm down. Um, I will put on a little clippy clip. This sounds like elevator. <laughs> I'm sure it goes hard in a second though. It goes hard the whole time. Let's see. I could definitely see that being a good trip song. I was gonna put this song on when we were tripping, but I lost. Oh, track of what was going on? <laughs> but yeah, so that's my number five. Okay, my number five. Uh, I had to do this one because okay. I, I spent a whole year with like the actual album, and then the uh, deluxe edition came out, and I got an additional couple songs. Uh, five years by Bo Burnham. Ah, so, and I I'll, I always think it's funny to play in front of my wife, especially when there's a spider around because she freaks the fuck out. <laughs> hey, baby. Even just the opening voicemail is great, but I'll fast forward it to the actual song. Basically, he's singing in the style of Drake. <laughs> It's definitely worth a listen. Um, It's stupid, silly bullshit, but I still love it. And relatable if you're married. Oh, yeah. Extremely. Your number four, sir. My number four. It can only be one. All the boys and girls. I got some true stories to tell. N95. This is easily the most uh, accessible song on the album. I, I can agree with that. And the most, uh, it bumps the hardest. That and Rich Spirit. Rich Spirit, yeah. Bitch. Die Hard, I'd say too. You ugly as fuck! Yeah. That one was sexy. It is. I, I, I can. Give love on that one. Um, oh, that was my number three. That was my number two. Oh, five. Fuck that up. Oh, <laughs> what is going on here? Yeah, whatever. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So my number four is. Uh, I, I told you about this band. Uh, I guess like two months ago when I went to the concert. Uh, Fire from the gods. Oh, Fire from the gods. I, I swear to God, I'm not doing Five Finger Death Punch. <laughs> um, the song's called Soul Revolution. It's dope. It's very. I just put it on for a second. Sounds about white? It's not. (laughs) 
Thanks to Metalcore, Metalcore, man. I told you it gave oh, me okay. a real, like, uh, uh, kill switch engage yep. kind of vibe. I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> I dig it. I dig it, dig it. Okay, my next song is going to be Into the Earth by Lorna Shore. Okay. Um, it's just, like, heavy and fast. Like this part. It's deep, deep lyrics coming up <laughs> right here. Crazy, he's going so hard, but you can understand what he's saying. That is nuts. Yeah. I remember yeah. the first time I heard them, I came over here and you had them on YouTube yeah. rolling. Oh, like, this shit's actually dope. Yeah, you should check out the album that came out this year. Oh, it came out this year? Yeah. Fuck yeah, I'll have to check it. It's sweet. Pain Remains. Yeah. Um, so my number three, you remember the band Say Anything? Yeah. I fucking I called her on the phone. <laughs> she touched herself. Oh, wow. One of my favorite bands of literally all time. I played the self-titled uh, album, uh, the Say Anything album, over and over and over again. Oh, okay. Um, the one with Hate Everyone and everything on it. Okay. Um, that was like my anthem, Fed to Death, shit like that. Well, they f- finished. They, they, they basically mm. dis- they disbanded. Okay. And uh, the main guy, Max, decided to come out with his own solo album this year. And... I fucking loved every bit of it, and I played the shit out of it. We were on our cruise. My wife was so sick of it <laughs> by the time we got home. But uh, the song Evermore, it's like a love letter to his wife, and the band, or the project is called Maxim Mental, but the song is called Evermore. Okay. But okay. The music video is even cool too because you get to see like pictures of him and his wife when they met like ten years ago and stuff. And now that they have like kids and shit together and like just the back and forth, like it's kind of cool. Okay, for sure, for sure. And like she was in her own band and he was in his own band and they like met while touring. So it's like even cooler to get to see like behind the scenes shit like Fuck that. Yeah, like an evolution too. Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, my next song is from Bones. Okay, okay. This comes off one of the four albums he dropped this year. <laughs> Fucking A. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Nobody Home. It's a very, um, it's an acoustic slow jam. Okay. He always has a couple. Very emotional. Which style of his would you prefer? This. This? Thank you. 
I, yeah. I honestly didn't even realize he went that deep into like alt rock kind of feel. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. He's like he's like my favorite artist overall okay. right now. Okay. Or has been since. I, I think you've high said school. that since I've known you at least. Yeah, I've been listening to him since I was seventeen. Damn. And he was seventeen too. He's the same age. Actually, he's a year older than us. But. This next one I've been listening to probably equally as long in different formats. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll just put it on. You'll know exactly what it is. Number two. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do love this song. I will agree with you. I played the fuck out of it. And I ruined it for myself, but. Like, it can be cringy at times, but <laughs> it's still cool. Yeah. Like, and especially the first few times I, I heard it, like, the vibe off of like just like his cadence is fucking insane. Yeah. Um, I, I've loved watching him grow as an artist too, from Escape the Fate to Falling in Reverse, and then even his solo rap shit he was doing there for a while. It's also cringy, but <laughs> yeah. it was really fun. Like especially when I was really into that like alt rock, like pop punk kind of style. Yeah. Like, the Black Veil Brides, mm-hmm. the Falling in Reverse, the shit like that. When he had all the beef with IC Stars. Like, that shit was hilarious to yep. me back then, but, like, it, it's definitely been interesting to see him evolve as an artist, even though it's it's starting to go a little too far in yeah, certain directions. <laughs> yeah, he's getting a little, um, vocal. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Everybody is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, I guess my number one. That was your number one? That was my number two. Oh, okay. Have I done? What have I done? This is my number one, then. Yeah, because you're going number one after me. Okay, that makes yeah. sense. Uh, it's Adderall by Slipknot. Um, I don't know if I heard that one. Yeah, this is the uh, opening track to their new album. And it's easily the best song on the album just for the fact that it's like so different from anything they've done like ever. Like it almost sounds like a fucking like 70s like David Bowie-esque kind of just like jam. Okay. Yeah, it's way different. Like when you hear it, you'll be like, what the fuck? Let's see. I get a small Pink Floyd vibe too. Yeah. And then I go to the chorus. Right here. It's very vibey. Feels very strawberry fields forever. Yeah. That's wild. It's just like something you wouldn't expect from them. Yeah, no, I, I really thought you were going to say, oh, he went too like stone soury with it or something, but that's there not even stone soury. This song sounds like Stone Sour. That was a little too Stone Sour. I can my see taste. that. Yeah, but overall, that album's really good. You should check it out. Okay, hell yeah. yeah. Uh, my number one is Father Time. Oh, by Kendrick. Okay. I f- I don't know what it was, but especially this year, I just really connected with lyrically and the idea of like. Keeping shit inside. Yeah. And like the relationship I've had with my dad over the last year. And my entire life. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what it was about that song, but like I really connected to that. And like, I love the hook too. Oh, yeah. It's fantastic. But I've never had a bad relationship with my dad. But like, even in that context, it's just. Especially growing up around the time we did, I think it'll be different in the future for our kids and like future generations. But oh yeah, 
I think that song would be less and less. Well, I don't. It's hard to say because not everybody raises their kids the same way. Yeah, and see, like I think I'm. I've been raising my kids a lot more closer to the lines of what my parents raised me, so I don't think it'll change that much. Even though I'm conscious of it, it's one of those things that's kind of hard to change because I, I grew it's up. What you know? Yeah, and like the way I grew up, it was like my dad always seemed like a roughneck son of a bitch who just kind of like his his whole identity was essentially work while i was growing up that's Didn't, him my dad too yeah like no matter what happened like family tragedies and shit like that like you had to go back to work the next day otherwise you couldn't feed your family like yeah and now you can't find anybody to fucking go to work for nothing and it feels like maybe that's part of the issue because that's going away but at the same time it's like it's not healthy yeah so I don't know that there has to be a happy medium in there somewhere, but I don't think I'm going to be the person to find it for. Okay. Yeah. I think I'm going to be, I don't know. It's really hard to say until it happens. Honestly, yeah. I think. Well, and especially because like you get, you get your kids and then you find out how far they can push your buttons until you're like, okay, I'm fucking done. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah. And I get irritated with kids in general. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I wonder how this is going to work out. <laughs> See, I never got really irritated with kids until I had kids. Oh. And then I was like, I'm fucking done. I'm going home. Do you ever get so bad? Because I have heard some people like cry sometimes. Like, especially oh. when they're like babies. Because like maybe it's because they don't get sleep or some shit like that. But like. So when my first son was born, well, I never broke down. My wife did. Oh, okay. uh, primarily because after. My son was only two months old when I went to Florida for three weeks for work. So she was by herself and had no one to really stay up with her and help watch the kids so she could get sleep. And she fucking slept for like almost two days after I got home. Yeah. But it was a lot harder on her because I'm more okay with being like, if you can tell he's just fussing because like he's tired, I'm fine with letting him cry himself to sleep type of stuff if there was anything going on she was like right there Mm. and i I always felt bad and don't get me wrong there was a lot of like sleepless nights at the beginning but i got really lucky after like that first two months and after i got back from my trip my son kenneth slept through the night every night Mm. didn't have an issue thomas he took less time after a month every night sleep through the night so got really lucky with my kids and i didn't ever break down with as far as that goes. Yeah. And like the, the biggest breakdown I had with my kids was literally the day they were both born. Oh, okay. Like, is this cause uh, it's like, it's a weird, like it's di- a different, I'm sure it's like a different kind of feeling than like anything else. Ah, uh, like I really, it's one thing I just cannot describe. Yeah. I've never happy cried in my entire fucking life. <laughs> Those two moments are the exception. Like it, it's beautiful. It's disgusting. It's, <laughs> it's a lot of mixed emotions. It's weird. <laughs> it, it's extremely weird, but like, it's the only, I, I can only name like three or four moments in my entire life where like, as soon as it happens, my life changed. Yeah. Those two are like the prime examples. The other is my marriage to my wife. Right. And maybe potentially the day I asked her to marry me. And then also like the day my uncle died. Like those are just like probably like some of the most defining moments of my life for sure. And, but it's, those are the only ones where like 
in the moment as it happens, you feel everything shift. Right. And it's crazy too because like that's something like you created. So it's like yeah. kind of cool. And it, it honestly, <laughs> it boggles my mind even more thinking about it that way that people can just walk away. Mm. Like it fucking, cause like my dad's dad basically gave up on him when he found another woman. And mm. then my mom's dad, her biological dad left or cheated, was cheating on my grandma, uh, left with another woman and then hadn't seen my mom from the time she was six years old until I was five years old. And then he wanted to be a part of our lives again and shit like that. So it's like, do you talk to him now? Uh, she'll talk to him every now and then, but she doesn't care about him either. Oh, okay. It, 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 well, I shouldn't say doesn't care about him. It, it's a very complicated feeling because you don't ever want to just throw anybody away. But it's one of those things like, if I wasn't good enough for you now, why do you want to come around when you're on your last legs type of thing? Right. It's always been bothersome in that way. Okay. But yeah, it's just one of those things that like ever since I had kids, like I think I hold a grudge even more towards those people than like my parents do to maybe even like a toxic level. <laughs> like it, it, it bothers me more than it should. Okay. Like it's just, it's crazy. Yeah. I'm sure I'll uh, experience all that shit sometime or another shit. By the time I have a kid, your kids will be like fucking like high school, <laughs> high school or some shit. And you'll be fucking like Theo Vaughn's dad's age. I fucking hope not. <laughs> 75. Yeah. And you have a three year old. Like ideally, you know, and then, you know, it never happens the way ideally, but ideally like 30. I, I think that's the magic number. Yeah. Honestly. But if you never I know. Waited, Fuck. If I if I could redo it and have everything kind of turn out basically the same, same people, same kids, and just wait another eight years, I probably would. <laughs> mm. But yeah, I wouldn't trade them for nothing. Yeah, you never know. Life's fucking crazy. I could fucking have one tomorrow <laughs> at your rate. <laughs> I might have one. You've been using condoms though, right? No. Oh my god. So yeah, you never know. <sighs> I mean, hey, I'll be an uncle. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, I'm definitely inviting all you guys, like, the day yeah. it happens. <laughs> to the hospital? Yeah, to the hospital. Hey, I'll be there. Um, is there anything out of this year that caught you off guard that you're excited for for the future because of? If That was a really backwards way of saying it, but still. So am I excited about something because something happened this year? I'm excited about... Is there anything this year that gives you hope for the future? Oh, okay. Um, yeah, plenty. <laughs> <laughs> can, can you specify? Um, the new film that we're going to shoot next year is going to be hard. Hard. I know that. Um, I'm, I'm excited for that. And honestly, the way I changed up my lifestyle kind of like made me more excited about stuff going forward okay hell yeah i definitely feel that yeah uh i've, de I've definitely felt uh, uh a vibe bubbling up within myself to try to get shit done now uh i definitely want to push this podcast more i want to push our films more i want to just overall do more with the channel okay uh but i will say things outside of us that have gotten me excited this year is the james gunn takeover 
Oh shit! And, I forgot and Peter about that. Saffron, obviously. Me too. But, a lot of people are fucking bitching and moaning about it, but I'm like, dude. <laughs> did, did you see Zachary Levi kiss ass and try to keep his job? I mean, I respect him for it. He did that for the Snyder Cut. He denied it so hard too. Zachary Levi did. I watched a clip of him at like a, some sort of a con or something talking about it on stage. Huh. He's like, it doesn't exist. Whatever, whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, you're a liar. <laughs> right. But like, just seeing him like kind of kiss ass to be like, you know. He's he's being humble about it, being like everything has to come to an end, basically. But it also kind of seems like he's hey, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. I want to keep my fucking job. Can you keep me, please? I don't care if I'll even be Shazam at this point. That dude has been getting the shaft for a while. Yeah, like (laughs) fucking, they killed him or killed him off or replaced him for Thor. Yeah, was he in the first one or the second one? I think he was in the second one. one, And then they killed him off in. Ragnarok? Mm-hmm. And then he goes and does Shazam, and then... Two movies in. Are, are we going to get the second movie still? No, yeah, that's coming okay. out. I was like, they're not just going to wash everything. The Flash, uh, Shazam, and Aquaman are coming out for sure. If Michael Keaton's not in The Flash, I just don't want to watch it. If I'm being honest. I kind of don't want to watch it either way, but... Um. <laughs> I mean, that's fair, too. But yeah, oh, and then Blue Beetle. I that's am, one thing yeah, my, is that connected we don't know yet i don't think it is i don't think it is either but which kind of i'm okay with a one-off, one-off. That I'm, would, I'm perfectly fine with a one-off me too that would suck for the actor because i'm sure he was expecting like this could be a franchise if they could di- find a way to disconnect it and save it for potential future inter sex <laughs> uh inter inter interweaving or whatever the fuck you want to call it like interracial sure <laughs> we'll just name all the categories off of Pornhub, huh? Yeah. <laughs> um yeah i know what you mean though but yeah or it could just be its own thing but i don't know if they're gonna want to put my i don't know it's hard to say honestly anymore i don't want to get like hype on anything until stuff's I, like, I, don't, I don't even really want to speculate because like it well, would be so fun to be like oh this could be batman this could be but like well, the good thing is we don't know anything yet. The I don't know if you saw that tweet, but James Gunn said they have a slate ready to go that they're going to announce at the beginning of the year. Yes, I did hear that. So, I'm fucking stoked. I'm like, they're going to lay out a whole fucking plan, and it's going to feel good too, knowing that they're this time around they're going to stick with the plan. Right, like nothing's going to change. Hopefully, we know that it's Warner Brothers. I have no faith. But the good thing is, DC is now its own studio, though. It's DC Studios now. It's like not. It's like what Marvel Studios is. I just hope they're not so reactionary. I hope not. Because that's been the detriment. <clears throat> Regardless of what's happened with Marvel, they've at least stayed their course. Yeah. I want that and that alone. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I mean, I really don't want a connected universe, but that's what we're going to get. So as long as they I mean, do it right. Yeah. It, it's just the way everything's going. Yeah. Please don't give me any TV shows to start off with. No, no TV fucking shows at all that are connected to the movies. Except no. for whatever Matt Reeves is doing. Yes. I'm fine well, with that's that. It's its own anyway. universe, yeah. so that's Do fine. that. But like anything related to a connected universe, no shows because we see it get over like saturated, like the Marvel shows. And, yeah. Like, people are going to get lost because not everyone's going to watch everything. Oh, no. So. I mean, I'm yeah. definitely excited, though. Yeah. Oh, another thing I'm excited for. Um they got new writers for Spawn. They announced that two months ago now. Jesus Christ. So I'm like holding on hope that it's actually going to happen. But deep down inside, I know it's not going to happen. How long has it been since They this? announced it? Yeah. 17. 
We're five years in, and they haven't even fucking... And they announced Jamie Foxx and Jeremy Renner, like, late 2018. Are they still attached? As of right now. That was 2018 they announced, though. Jesus. Yeah. And ever since then, it's been slowly declining. Then they get new writers, and then... Now Tommy Fano's not going to direct it anymore. The only person I want to see come back from the original original films is John Leguizamo. <laughs> Can you see? The dude is fucking amazing. Is uh, clown? Yeah, killed it. Fuck yeah. Um, I'm debating. Do we do this in this episode or do we do it in the next one? Talk about hopes for the channel and hopes for your own personal future within the next year. We'll do that for the season open. Sounds good to me. You got anything else for this episode, good sir? Um, no. Uh, prepare your anus because <laughs> <laughs> I'm Crab going in room. dry. <laughs> All right. Yeah, but I got nothing. Cool. Sounds good. Um, on that note, my name is Anthony Stevens. Damien Lane. And if you don't mind, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all those good social medias, YouTube. Apple Podcasts and Spotify and TikTok and all that junk. Make sure to like, subscribe, rate. Really helps us reach out to other viewers and uh, give you other suggested things you would like to listen to. I suppose uh, we will catch yeah. you next time. Peace. <laughs>